Here we go. Yeah! The Earth Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Earth Fox Podcast. Well, Hardy Frickin' God! Earth Fox. That is a made up name. It's my gamer tag. Yeah, he's a great man, by the way. Yeah, baby, yeah! Here we go. Like it. Come on, like it. Subscribe to it, please. Earth Fox. I sure would appreciate your feedback. You can send me an email, therealearthbox at protonmail.com. I want to know what you think of things. Let me adjust this. By this, I mean my main camera. If you'd like to see the video, go to rumble.com. Subscribe to my channel. Rumble dangles the carrot. They say, if you can convince enough people to subscribe to your channel, then we will allow you the privilege of streaming on our platform at no cost to you. How very white of them. Is that racist? Is it racist to say things are white? Actions? Can an action be racist? I think so. But let's not talk about racist things. Let's not, you know what? Let's not talk about transgender things either. I'm thoroughly annoyed by them. I've had enough of hearing about it. We're talking about what percentage of the population. Okay, yes, the Bud Light VP of marketing that thought it was a great idea to lure Dylan Mulvaney to the brand to embarrass and manipulate her has taken a leave of absence, to put it lightly. I'm sure that was a very focus grouped terminology. But I'd like to just quickly find out what percentage of the population is trans and get ready for a bunch of propaganda because I think the uh, the globalist elite, the thought manipulators, here we go, approximately 1.9% of the adult population identifies as trans. And this was when... Of course, they won't tell us because the number that they are claiming is, oh, I suppose this is uh, United States, half percent in the United States, worldwide, almost two percent. I think they would love to lie to us. And by they, of course, I mean the globalist elite, the ruling class. That is really, in my opinion, look, look at this statistic down here, says 0.3% of the population. And all of these came out from CNS News, according to the CDC, 0.3%. So a third of 1%. Then Pew Research, just... Uh, Two months later, says 5% of young adults. Reuters says a half of 1% of all U.S. adults. About World Population Review, according to the world, of course. 2% the adult population. Where do they all come from? They wouldn't be 
manipulating people into claiming that they're trans and people definitely wouldn't proclaim that they're trans just to be trendy, would they? I mean, we're talking about human beings here. And a human being wouldn't say that they were trans just to get attention, would they? No, I bet no one, no one listening to this program knows anyone that would do something real dumb like that to get attention. But I'm over it. I'm super duper over it. What is, what is trans? What is being trans? According to culture today, it's claiming you identify. I identify as the other thing. And doesn't it strike you as a way to just manipulate the conversation? Excuse me, no, I I know I might no, I might look like a no, I might look like a male, but I'm really a female because I identify that way. So you just made it up. It's just uh it's just a it's just a game you're playing. What you wanna wear you wear a dress, and that makes you a girl. And by the way, what are the trans women that grow their beards out? If you want to be a woman, why are you growing a beard? You expect me to believe that you identify as a woman with a goatee? Last time I left the house, I didn't see too many women rocking full beards. So what's that about? I would love someone to explain that to me. I'll be launching my Discord channel very shortly. You can add me as a friend. It's Earthfox hashtag 1256. I'll bring you into the channel. Especially join if you're trans, because I have so many questions. And I know I'm coming off like a prick. I'm trying to be funny, whatever. I'm failing. (laughs) But I have honest curiosity. And I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. I don't know. Maybe I'd be mean to Leah Thomas. But I think she, they deserve it. Because let's face it, a biological man competing against women in sporting events is unfair. And if you think it's fair, you're an idiot. Because on any intellectual level, it is quite obviously unfair. That's why mediocre male athletes transition and break every female record in existence. Does that sound fair to you? So where do we draw the line? Are we going to make a new league for transitioning individuals? I mean, let's be honest. Do these people really want to belong? 
No, they don't. They don't want to belong. They want to dominate. They want all. They want the attention. That's what they want. They want to pretend. They get off on pretending, and they get off on making all of you pretend right along with them. I don't mean all trans people. I mean the degenerates like Leah Thomas. That's who I'm talking about. Leah Thomas swam against Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines went to speak at a seminar to stand up for women's rights where she was brutally attacked on stage, barricaded into a classroom, and held for ransom. Because that's what the tolerant left looks like today. And they wanted money. Is that the cause? We're just trying to get rich. We're trying to get rich off being activists. How are you getting rich? Who's paying you? George Soros? Yep. George Soros is poisoning the United States of America. He's destabilizing our country. By amassing an army of shock troops. that populate our higher education institutions. They're probably not working. They get an allowance from mommy and daddy. So a recruiter goes around from campus to campus and says, hey, what do you think about being a stormtrooper for George Soros? The pay is great. You'll get on the news. And you'll fundamentally change the country. What college student doesn't want to hear that? You want to make a difference? You could wait till you graduate or you could make a difference right now. Just send me a, send me a video. Send me a video of you beating a woman up against a wall in Chicago. Send me a video of you creating chaos across the country. And we'll throw a little money in your account. You think that's not happening? No, all of these people that are throwing bricks through people's windows, aiming AK-47s at people trying to just drive their cars down the roads that they pay for with their taxes, they need to be audited for my own peace of mind. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm tired of playing by the rules. I'm tired of claiming that we ought to pay by, play by the rules. I want to know where your money's coming from. I want to know who's paying you to behave this way. And I'm sure some people are doing it because they're soft-brained or smooth-brained, I think is the, the right terminology. They're easily manipulated. They're impressionable. Of course, they're 18 years old. That's why such... Corruption infests our learning institutions now. And not just college, high school too. And the transitioning kids movement is just an effort to create this level of corruption in high schools and junior highs and elementary schools as well. 
because it's become evident that we're not going to go down without a fight. And the cowardly left doesn't want to fight, so they're content with stepping back and attacking the kids. That's why they wanted to keep the schools shut down for such a long time. That's why they wanted to try to mask four-year-olds in preschools. Because they're going to establish the new world order in kindergarten and wait for us to die. Because they've created an economic system that says you have to work, your spouse has to work, and your kids, don't worry, your kids will be raised by the government education complex. Well, they will, they will learn that America is a racist hive of degeneracy that must fall. And you, young student, you have an opportunity to be part of that, and you'll be a hero. And if you just vote for me, I'll, I'll pay off your student loans. <laughs> oh, and, and these poor college age kids are dumb enough to believe it. Just like reparations. Yeah, we're going to give you reparations. We promise. That's the latest thing in California. We're going to give you $5 million because were you a slave? No. Were your parents slaves? No. Were your grandparents slaves? Mm, no, probably not that either. But we're going to take that money, not from a slave owner, not from a person whose parents were slave owners or grandparents were slave owners. We're going to give you $5 million. Why? Because we want you to vote for us. And then once they get that vote, once they solidify that power, they're going to turn you loose, cast you to the breeze or a cliche like that. <laughs> Reparations will never come. Don't be a fool. But this is why they got to get the guns away. Because once the guns are gone, they don't have to dangle carrots. I think we're already living in a post-democracy society. They just haven't told us yet. But that's a black pill I'm not really interested in swallowing. I'm going to keep the hope, but it's hard to keep the hope alive with stories like this. Of course, you heard probably by now. The manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin were formally dropped, sending the message that you can kill a person as long as you're not trying to defend yourself.
because if someone's pointing a gun at you in a protest through your car windshield and you shoot at them out of fear for your life, well, they're going to throw you in prison. As happened to Daniel Perry, who was trying to drive through a protest in Tennessee, if I remember correctly. Yep. With my speedy searching skills. Daniel Perry trying to drive his car through an area where a protest was going or was going on, had his car surrounded. A protester armed with an AK-47 stopped his car, aimed the weapon at him through his windshield. He returned fire, killing the protester, and was convicted of murder. And there's story after story. And mass shooting after mass shooting Because the ultimate goal is to get these guns away from us. And what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen if Biden steps up and says, by executive order, I'm rescinding the Second Amendment and you can't own guns any longer? Is that going to start the Civil War? Nobody was calling for guns to be taken away from everyone when Alec Baldwin killed. And and they call this a prop gun. Is it a prop gun if it fires real bullets that really kill people? Where's the line? Are we going to take guns away from Hollywood? I mean, what's, what's the motivation here? To keep people safe or to disarm the population? How hypocritical can we be? And how, longer, how much longer can you fall for it? Now, I dug into this Alec Baldwin story. I spent several hours trying to find connections because it's interesting. Alec Baldwin kills this director of photography or cinematographer. (laughs) My terminology is on point. Helena Hutchins. And you know what? Let's uh, let's listen to this video. It's the best what we're setup I've heard. A report so far from everyone is that a live round somehow made its way onto set, uh, was loaded into the weapon that Alec Baldwin was using, and he pointed the weapon at in a rehearsal or possibly a camera test and fired the weapon, striking uh, Helena, the DP, uh, in the chest. It passed through her and part of the bullet or the entirety of the bullet struck the director, uh, I think in the upper chest clavicle area is what we're hearing. 
and um, it killed um, Helena and wounded him. But it just seems extraordinary uh, for non-experts that there was a loaded gun on set. I mean, is that usual? It is absolutely uh, not usual. It never uh, is to occur. There is always, and I've seen this, a lot of confusion recently between what the difference is between a prop gun and a real gun, what's the difference between a uh, blank round and a live round. Never should a live round or never does a live round ever have any place even anywhere near a movie set. If that are guns on, on set for a movie like this. Is it the specific job uh, of somebody like you to handle and look and look after them? That's a one and only task, presumably. That is correct, that is correct. We're uh, an armorer is generally hired by the prop master. Uh, prop master is in charge of the entirety of the prop department and armor falls under that. Uh, the armor's ultimate responsibility is the uh, use and proper handling and safety of the firearm while it's on set, uh, whether it's one or 10 or uh, depending on how heavy the movie is with firearms and weapons. And that is the sole responsibility to make sure that it's, uh, that it's safe while it's being utilized. There are reports that when the gun was handed to uh, Alec Baldwin, the assistant director shouted cold gun to indicate that it didn't contain live ammunition. Is that a phrase that, that you're familiar with? And why would he need to shout cold gun if they're, they're, uh, real bullets aren't allowed on set? Right, right. So a uh, cold weapon is, is said out loud on set, just like hot weapon is said out loud on set to let everyone on the cast and crew know what's going on when it comes to a weapon. Usually it's repeated over the radio. Uh, for even one, anyone not directly on set to hear it. Mm. Uh, for that AD, that AD who I do not know, to, uh, to say cold weapon, he would have to have believed that the weapon had no blank rounds in it uh, whatsoever and that it was completely safe to handle and operate. Um, he should not have been handling it, and I say this because this is just safety protocol. Again, not trying to be disparaging to anybody, but you know, general safety protocol, the AD does not hand off weapons to actors. The armorer hands off weapons to actors if there's an armor on set. Uh, and if not, it falls to the task of the prop master, who generally is cross-trained as an armorer if they're using weapons on set. So you said that you didn't know the AD involved in this, but did you know any of the other, other people? And how much training should the armorer uh, have behind them before they get involved in a, a movie like this? Well, uh, I do. I know Thel, which was the armorer's father, um, and I've met her one time. Uh, Thel is a professional in the industry, has been doing it a, a long, long time, and I can only assume... So, and this AD calls cold gun, cold weapon, which means it has nothing in it. They weren't even filming. There should have been no rounds in this gun. Why were there rounds in the gun? In another interview, this AD was quoted as saying he looked and saw a few rounds in the weapon. Okay, if he saw a few rounds in the weapon, how is he able to say that it's a cold gun as he hands it to Alec Baldwin? According to this armorer, interviewed by abc.net.au, knows what he's talking about, He's telling us there should have been no rounds in this gun whatsoever.
no blanks, no live ammunition, because they're rehearsing. They're not actually even shooting. However, not only were there bullets in the gun, it was live ammunition that Alec Baldwin used to kill Helena Hutchins. But Alec Baldwin had all his charges dropped, and then his lawyer said, I hope that authorities will conduct a proper investigation. Yes, indeed. I believe we're owed a proper investigation. Because we, have, we still have no idea why live ammunition was even on the set. We have no idea why this assistant director called a cold weapon after looking and seeing bullets in the gun. And why was it an AD handing the gun and not the armorer? Now, as if this story wasn't confounding enough, shortly after Helena Hutchins was murdered, many conspiracy theories cropped up online. Namely, that... Helena Hutchins was working on a pedophile documentary. And it's really kind of strange because when you punch in to DuckDuckGo, as you see here on the video on Rumble.com, I just typed in the search term Helena Hutchins pedodoc. And the first results are fact check, false claim Helena Hutchins was planning a documentary about Hollywood pedophile rings. The next article from Snopes. Was Helena Hutchins' next project a sex trafficking documentary? With the tagline, several pieces of disinformation were circulated in the wake of the filmmaker's death. False. No, she wasn't. And I have to concur, after doing so much investigating, I wasn't even able to find an upcoming pedo documentary at all, let alone one being worked on by Helena Hutchins. And in searching through these terms, you find people claiming, oh, look here, this fact check from Newsweek. Were Anne Heche, Paul Walker filming child abuse documentaries? And they call it a QAnon conspiracy. Even still, Anthony Bourdain. Remember, he was the one found dead as if he'd hanged himself. And this headline from Snopes, was Anthony Bourdain about to expose an elite pedophile ring? So you have to wonder, are these stories getting pushed out to confuse what's actually happening? Because I'll tell you one conspiracy theory or supposed conspiracy theory that I, that I found very, very scintillating was the connection between Helena Hutchins and Clinton lawyers. As you see from this, (laughs) 
undoubtedly unbiased article from welovetrump.com. You know they wouldn't lie on there. It turns out Helena Hutchins' husband, Matt Hutchins, works for Latham Watkins, who happened to resent, resent, (laughs) who happened to represent Michael Sussman, who worked at the Clinton law firm Perkins Coie, was indicted by John Durham, and acquitted to the disappointment of many conservatives, myself included. So far, the only thing that's come from John Durham's special counsel investigating the origins of the Russiagate hoax has been Kevin Kleinsmith, who got one year of probation and had his law license suspended for a year. Which is the ultimate example of our corrupt Justice Department. Which is another black pill I refuse to swallow. And I dug in for hours trying to find a connection between Matt Hutchins and Kevin Kleinsmith, who was the FBI lawyer who claimed that Carter Page was an informant for the CIA when, in fact, he was not. And he altered documents that were used by the FBI and others to obtain surveillance warrants that were used to spy on the Trump campaign and the Trump administration after he was elected in 2016. This guy was so corrupt that he altered evidence that allowed spying on a presidential campaign and a presidential administration, and he got a year of probation. And we're still waiting for justice. I think we're going to have to wait a little longer. But was Matt Hutchins' wife murdered by Alec Baldwin? Because he wasn't willing to go along with the lies? In the case of Michael Sussman, he went to the FBI to plant these seeds about the Steele dossier and about Trump's collusion with Russia. And when they asked him why he was there, he lied and said, I'm just here as a concerned citizen. He then turned around and billed the Clinton campaign for his time there as the Clinton campaign's legal representative. However, these corrupt and ignorant juries in Washington, D.C. said, yeah, we don't care. He was trying to get Trump so he can do whatever he wants. And this is the state of justice in our country. As Jack Teixeira has learned. And I touched on this a little bit last week, and then I saw something shiny and moved right past it. 
Jack Teixeira is an Air Force reserveman who somehow it is yet to be realized came into possession of highly classified materials about the war in Ukraine. And he learned from these materials that the Biden administration, along with the mainstream media, has been lying to us the entire time about our level of success in our proxy war with Russia on the backs of Ukrainians. This article from Breitbart takes us through five of the most damning lies. Number one, Ukraine's air defense munitions are running low. According to one document dated February 28th, Ukraine would run out of missiles for the S-300 and BUK air defense systems used to defend against air attacks by May 3rd and April 13th, respectively. But we're being told Ukraine's winning the war. We also learned from these leaked documents that American special operations forces are deployed in Ukraine. However, if we're, if we're going to war, we have to have a military, a, a use of military force authorization issued by Congress. We are not at war with Russia and Ukraine. So why are American special forces being deployed? We also found out through separate leaks and outrage from South Korea that we are, again, spying on our allies. Including Israel, South Korea, and Egypt. I can't help but wonder wonder about Chinese involvement here. Because it certainly seems through other information that's recently come out that we are essentially a vassal state of China. China is using Joe Biden and the mainstream media to essentially conduct a controlled demolition of this country. What better way to do that than to dump a bunch of classified information about how what what terrible allies we are to the rest of the world. Seymour Hirsch wrote another article, you know, he was the guy that came out with the information that uh, America and Finland, I believe, were really the ones responsible for destroying the Nord Stream pipeline that provided natural gas to Germany from Russia. America, of course, was not enthusiastic about Germany and the rest of Europe getting cheap natural gas from Russia when natural gas is one of America's greatest exports. So as a favor to the rest of Europe, America went in and destroyed its, its lifeline to energy that it needs for its citizens to survive the winter. 
what is going on. Now we learn, as it's claimed by Seymour Hirsch and his sources, you can read the articles at uh, seymourhirsch.substack.com, that the Ukraine government has been filling its own pockets with all of the tax dollars that we've been sending over there. And enabling the United States government and its media sycophants to lie about what's actually happening there. While you're struggling to pay your rent and buy your groceries and put gas in your car, Joe Biden is sending all of the money that you pay in federal taxes to the Ukrainian oligarchs who are skimming off the top, putting this money into their own pockets to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. And you think that none of that money is making its way back to Joe Biden and the Biden crime family? Folks, this is why all of the requests for oversight were denied. Remember when Rand Paul wanted oversight of the money we were sending to Ukraine? Remember this? Here's this article from The Guardian from May 12th. Senator Rand Paul single-handedly holds up $40 billion in U.S. aid for, rec- for Ukraine. The top Democrat and Republican in the U.S. Senate joined forces in a rare moment of unity on Thursday in an attempt to pass $40 billion in aid for Ukraine, only to be stymied by a single Republican lawmaker, the Kentucky Libertarian Rand Paul. Faced with the prospect of an extended delay for the package that passed the House of Representatives on Tuesday, the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and his Republican counterpart Mitch McConnell sought to move forward on the, aid, on the aid package only to be blocked by Paul, a fiscal hawk who objects to the amount of spending proposed. That's not why. That's not why theguardian.com. Wouldn't you know theguardian.com is lying about what actually happened? Rand Paul wanted to know where the money was going. He said, I'm not going to sign on to this bill to send billions of taxpayer dollars to Ukraine without having any idea where it's going. He was shut down. He was overruled. But that was the old Congress. That was the old Senate. There's a new way of doing things in Washington now. Headed up by Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. On the Oversight Committee, this headline from the Gateway Pundit, Marjorie Taylor Greene drops bomb on Biden crime family. Oversight Committee has evidence of Biden family connections to human trafficking of prostitutes from U.S., Russia, and Ukraine. That's on top of the payments 
that are coming to the Bidens from China. And it's funny, I, I suspected when this information was when this information was coming out. I suspected that this was a limited hangout. It's an intelligence term. This was pushing out upsetting information about the Biden regime to the public as a way to manipulate them, to coerce them into cooperating. Joe Biden tells Emperor Xi, no, I don't want to do that thing. I'm going to eat some ice cream. And President Xi says, okay, how about we push out some of these bank records? How about we cooperate with your Republican House Oversight Committee that wants all of this information from all of these banks? And Chinese are not four banks are cooperating with the House Oversight Committee. And the House Oversight Committee has been able to look at all of these bank records, these suspicious activity reports that have been squashed by the DOJ and the IRS regarding Hunter Biden. But Marjorie Taylor Greene and others on the House Oversight Committee have had access. They're finding out where the money went. And nine members of the Biden family are involved. And we're meant to believe this is all on the up and up. These are politicians we're talking about, people. We got nothing to worry about. They got their best, our, our best interests in mind. Are you kidding me? Here's a video from Marjorie Taylor Greene. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, what I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, there's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries, China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. And the Oversight Committee has a much bigger investigation to do than we ever thought was possible. Um, I just saw evidence of human trafficking. Uh, this involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, this, is, this is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. Uh, we're going to have to really get to work. This is an investigation that needs to be revealed to the American people. And not only do we have questions about Hunter Biden himself, but this is going to extend into developing a web of uh, corruption, a web of fake companies uh, that's going to reveal money 
that came in from many foreign countries and went directly into the personal bank accounts of the Biden family, where they have financially benefited directly from Joe Biden's uh, seats of power. And we look forward to investigating and exposing for this, this for the American people. And, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been completely vilified in the media. The media has done its job with Marjorie Taylor Greene because she rolls this information out and everyone says, oh, it's just that extremist Marjorie Taylor Greene. She can't possibly be telling the truth. She lies about everything. She's a bad guy. The news told me so. CNN has turned her into a villain. Nobody wants to believe a word Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say. Thanks, mainstream media. They are the source of all of our problems, people. How can you expect a person to act appropriately to the situations before them when they have a mainstream media that just lies and lies and lies? No one wants to believe what Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say because MSNBC calls her a liar. She's a forever Trumper. She's a fascist. She's a Nazi. She's going to destroy democracy. But she got reelected. Somehow, the levers of power in her state weren't able to steal the election for someone for someone else. And the fight is on on Twitter about the next election. And I just can't I can't bring myself to believe that there is another that there is a way we're going to vote ourselves out of this predicament that we're in. I feel like our politicians and aspiring politicians aren't seeking the approval of the voters. They're auditioning to the global elite that will install them. Look, I'm the most extreme. I'm the most soft on crime. See all the felons that I let out of prison? Pick me. Pick me, George Soros. Pick me. I want to be in office next. I'm the biggest prostitute. I'm the one with no morals. I'm the one with no integrity. I'll do whatever you ask. You just pay me and give me power, and I'll do whatever you want. How do we how do we vote our way out of that situation? Especially when our justice department is completely infested with people that will enable this sort of behavior to continue. We're going to have to take these elections into our own hands. 
we af- we all have to turn out. We all have to turn out, we all have to vote, and then we all have to watch. And that means staying out until three o'clock in the morning and following all of the vans that leave the voting centers. And demanding answers when things don't add up. How can you look at the events that we've suffered through these long last three years and say, just wait till the next election? It's all going to be fine. And look, they're setting us up. The fight is on between DeSantis and Trump. DeSantis Twitter is on fire. Anti-Trump Republicans are on fire. And they make a lot of good points. Donald Trump did appoint terrible people to fill his cabinet positions. I don't know why he did that. But I do know that there were a lot of people in an acting capacity around him at the end of his first term. And that's because he wasn't getting them through Senate and congressional approval. This is part of the reason that he had the people around him that he did, because he couldn't just say, you're my guy. They had to be appointed. I mean, they had to be approved. They had to go through the congressional approval process. They had to get through the swamp. They had to get past corrupt Mitch McConnell's Senate. And Dianne Feinstein is gone right now. So the tie is broken in the Senate. And rhino Republicans are helping Biden's nominees get approved. So who does Ron DeSantis belong to? Does he belong to the establishment? Does he even want to be on the stage? It certainly doesn't seem so. Maybe that information isn't making its way to me. I'm honestly not interested in Ron DeSantis as president in 2024. It's got to be Trump. Look at the hat. Go to rumble.com if you want to see it. I don't normally wear hats, but for this one, I'll make an exception. I think a first-term DeSantis presidency would look a lot like a first-term Trump presidency. And you know what? A first-term pre- the, the first term of President Trump was disappointing. It was. The swamp was drained enough for us to see all the corruption but not enough for us to do anything about it. Now Diane Feinstein's retiring. Folks are expecting Mitch McConnell to retire as well. 
and major pundits have said that 2024 is the year we crush the Democrats. Now, how does that happen with these elections? I don't mean to be passing out black pills. But this is why I say we have to put our focus on the integrity of these elections. Not only do we have to flood the system with our legal votes, we have to make sure that these swamp creatures aren't throwing them away when they're done. See something, say something. Keep your eyes on. It's up to us to make sure that we don't get hoodwinked in 2024 the same way we got hoodwinked in 2020. The people in charge do not want to give their power away. They will do whatever it takes to make sure they keep it. And they have a justice department behind them that will not make them pay for their crimes. So it's up to you. And you don't have to do anything illegal. I'm talking about civil disobedience. And I know, I know, all right? I know we can't protest because they'll throw us in prison without a trial for years and years like the January 6th people. There are other ways. It's not that complicated. You have to decide what you're willing to do. I mean, look at these people. Daniel Perry, for example, the guy who pulled his gun out and killed the guy who he thought was going to kill him. The mob surrounded his car. He was scared. He made a bad decision. I'm not saying he deserves to be in prison. But what if he brought out some pepper spray? What if he brought out some bear mace? You see him at these protests. They've got the big canisters that shoot 12 feet. You want to clear the crowd out from in front of your car? I'd start there. Shoot some pepper spray out the window. We have to quit being such cowards. And not just you and me, the people in office, the people on Capitol Hill, the people like Lindsey Graham, who are content with power. Who cares who gets it? As long as he gets his. He's happy to play along and be great buddies with Joe Biden while January 6th protesters rot in prison. Still. But all hope is not lost. We can claw this country back from the clutches of the evil people who hold it now. We just have to be smart 
and determined. And we can achieve victory. I mean it, get involved. That's all it takes. Step up and say, it's my turn. I'm ready to do what needs to be done. And we'll get there. Thanks all very much for listening. Please subscribe to my Rumble channel so that I can start streaming. 